Well, what's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. Hi, guys. And joining us today for our off-season talk New York Giants episode, we have Jay joining us. How are we doing today, Jay? Doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to talk a little Giants football. Awesome stuff. No problems at all, Jay. Thanks for joining us. So before we start, um, I'll let you have the floor um, explaining, you know, because I know you're, I think there's a few pages, um, there's quite yeah. a few that you write <laughs> I'm, for. I'm and kind of all over the place. So. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you reel it off. It's, safe, it's better you doing it rather than me. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at GMNJ. Um, I, like you said, I am a part, I'm lucky enough to be a part of a multi, multiple great sites. Um, I'm a, pro, a part of Front Yard Fantasy. Um, I do have a, a podcast with my friend Dan Turner. He, he's Eagle Dan FF on Twitter. Um, it's called a podcast with upside in the off season. We're doing every other week, every other Thursday at 8 PM. Um, we just have guests on and we've been going through the divisions and then, uh, we'll, once the regular season comes back around, we do like a start sit and then have weekly topics, things of that nature, a little bit all over the place, but, uh, busy. Lucky enough to be part of some good teams. Busy, yeah, busy, busy man. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's all good, Jay. Uh, for everyone assistant, I'll be making sure to, when everything we post, I'll be making sure to link everything that Jay's involved with. So if you want to check him out, definitely do so. So on that note, Jay, let's uh, let's get into it and talk about uh, your New York Giants. Now, going obviously, going we'll go into the recap for last year. And, you know, obviously, a few things obviously went wrong. You know, whenever you lose Saquon Barkley to it, you know, a guy like that, who is a big part of your offense, it's always going to hurt. You know, obviously quite a bad injury. So, knock on wood, he recovers Absolutely. and is back ready for next year. Um, I mean, offensive line wasn't... Ex- I mean, if you, if you sort of look at it, it was always... I think it was uh, the offense trying to chase the defense because defensively, like, you guys were pretty good. You know, you're in the top 10 yep, um, in most yep. categories. Yep. Um, yeah, up there, you know, some of, even without a standout edge rusher, you guys got to the quarterback, got pressure. You know, the, the guys performed on defense. Um, obviously, you look at offensively, uh, correct for wrong, Keg, I think it was like the f- second worst ranked offensive line in the league. 30, 31st ranked offensive line, yeah. Yeah, if we not say defensively, we're pretty good, you know, good in most categories, top 10 overall. So you've got to be happy with that. I think it was just more, obviously, Saquon Barkley not helping the fact that he got injured, which did limit the offense and the offensive line wasn't that great. Um, obviously, we can talk about certain parts of the offensive line in a second. I mean, how did you find watching it as a fan? Steve? I mean, because it was in that division of the nickname of the NFC least. Um, I mean, you guys were playing for the division. They earned that much. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and But you were playing for every game um, to go and try and get, get a division title, get in the playoffs. I mean, how did you see it from a fan's perspective? I mean, how, how was it? It was really frustrating because I felt like it was uh, just another season that was really hard to judge this team because yet, you know, Daniel Jones struggled, but he didn't have Saquon Barkley, like you said. Um, I really, I got to say, I like Joe Judge. I was very surprised with the hire. I literally had no clue who he was before we hired him, but I think he's doing really good things with this team. Um, once he took over uh, the offensive line duties, they, they started to gel and play a little bit better. We definitely have offensive line issues we got a long way to go um but the simple thing is we don't have a wide receiver one daniel jones has yet to have a wide receiver one Mm -hmm. i like sterling Shepard and i like darius slayton but they're more 
wide receiver two, wide receiver threes. They're not that big play guy that they, I guess they thought Evan Ingram was going to be, but he just can't catch the ball. Um, and I love Saquon Barkley. He's, he's one of my favorite giants in a long time, but the way that Wayne Gallman performed, I really think it might've been a mistake to take Saquon Barkley. I know he's a generational talent, but Gallman was just fine. And to use that high of a pick, that type of draft capital, I'm not the type, you know, running backs don't matter. I'm when it comes to fantasy, I, I go running back early and often, but you know, it just really makes you think if a guy like Wayne Gallman with the terrible offensive line we had went in there performed, maybe it was a mistake to take him. Um, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of Gettleman, but uh, he, you know, he made some fantastic signings with Blake Martinez, with Logan Ryan, with James Bradbury. I mean, those all three of those were a big reason why this defense turned it around this year. Yeah, I mean, I think taking a running back that early, I just think you do it when you're a ready-built team. You know, you're a ready, exactly. win-ready team. You don't really want to give them that contract after the four years, you know. So that's probably – you probably weren't in the position to be bringing in a, exactly. a running back that early. Um, but, I mean, if we touch upon sort of the improvements the line made towards the end of the season, I mean, you took Andrew Thomas um, quite high in the draft and I think he had his struggles at the start by the looks of him, you know, Obviously, it wasn't the best-ranked line, but he did sort of improve towards the end, was he? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it was, where we took him, you would hope it would be a guy that would, from day one, would step in and be a starter and be fine. He definitely improved, and he's definitely – I wouldn't say he's going to be a bust, but the draft capital that we used on him, you would have hoped that he would yeah. have been – come right in and be a linchpin in that offensive line from day one. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Yeah, I mean, I think that – you know, there's, there's promising sides. He's only he's only a young player. And obviously last yep. season, the off-season was completely different to any other exactly. season. You know, it's hard for a guy to, you know, come into a new team. And I think you've you've got promising. I mean, Daniel Jones, are you, are you a big fan? I mean, obviously, like you say, he well, didn't have the receiver. Right. I, I'm st- The jury is still out. Um, I'm actually a Duke fan. So I, it was kind of cool to have a guy come from yeah. Duke to go to the Giants. Um, I was born in New York, but I grew up in North Carolina. So I'm a Duke fan. Um. I don't – I like Daniel Jones. I don't like how high we took him. I feel mm. like we could have traded back and still got him. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy that can take the team on his back and elevate everybody. I, he's he's an Eli Manning again to me. I think that he's got the talent. He's He can be a, not a game manager, but, you know, I think he's that guy that if he has the right weapons, he can perform. Um, he just – from day one, he I don't think he's had a single game, maybe the first game this year where all of his quote-unquote weapons have been completely healthy. So, you know, I really think uh, we've got to get him a wide receiver one before we're able to accurately judge him. I'm still yeah. I'm still 50-50. I think he's got the talent, but this is a make-or-break year. Yeah, and exactly that. You know, when he's in his rookie contract, that's when you need to find out whether he's exactly. a guy that you're going to pay. And I think, you know, we touched on the that, the uh, you know, the wide receiver one. I think that's obviously your main target in this draft. I mean, you're currently sitting with about – Five million space. I'm not sure if this is updated because I think you just recently signed, literally just before uh, we came online, you signed yep. Reggie Reggie Raglan. Which is, oh, I didn't even I didn't even yeah. see that. So I think it, well, it popped up on my phone literally five minutes before we came on. So well, there um, you go, breaking news. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> um, you know, so you're sort of not in the a great position to bring in, you know, a top guy. I think I know you're having meetings with. Uh, is it Golladay at the moment? You're yeah. Meetings. yeah. Yeah. Supposedly tonight we're we're meeting with them. So I mean, is yeah. there any 
any money here you can sort of free up? I know you sort of restructuring Nate Soldier's deal, was it? Yeah, the restructuring Nate Soldier's deal. And there's some rumors flying around that because we signed Kyle Rudolph today that yeah. they might be looking to trade Evan Ingram because if we trade him, that'll get $6 million off the books. So I don't know. You know, that's just Twitter rumors on, you know, during the free agency yeah. period, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I really think that's about it when it comes to money. So unless they're able to get creative with Kenny Galladay, which you've seen all the deal, like look what the Saints did with Taysom Hill, that crazy <laughs> deal that they to clear up money. So I, I think if they want him, I think they'll figure a way to work it out. But there's where, and uh, Jake Seeley, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter or not, but he said it best. It's 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 embarrassing how bad the Giants are in, with cap space. And how it, with the lack of talent, you know, normally teams with this type of cap issues have a lot of talent. And as much as I love the Giants, we just don't. Yeah, I mean, we, we look down this list and sort of like there's not really anywhere to cap. There's not really exactly. anywhere to cut, but there's not really anyone that you sort of go, wow, you know. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and obviously you've gonna, got, yeah, you've got some rookie contracts here as well that are going to want to get paid. So exactly. I'm not really sure where the money's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like some of the moves that Gettleman's made, like they've been good moves, but he's overpaid. Like Devontae Booker, $6 million for two years. That makes no sense for a backup running back. Yeah. Like he threw away money his first year on um, Jonathan Stewart coming back. Yeah, he's a good locker room guy, but he just threw $3 million at him. Like it's <laughs> some of the moves is just bonehead moves with Gettleman. And I, unfortunately, unless everything just clicks this year, I'm um, – I really, I think we're going to be starting scratch next year, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. You've got that defense and, yep. you know, you add a few more pieces, you know, at wide receiver, you're probably looking good. I mean, is there any other positions you're sort of struggling for that you want to pick up in free agency? Well, it really depends what happens with Galladay. I think if we get Galladay, it's going to take up the rest of the cap space and we're going to have to get creative to get there. Um, really the main positions we need edge rusher. We need a quarterback on the opposite side of Bradbury. Uh, we definitely need to shore up the offensive line and you can never have too many defensive linemen, especially a Giants team. So I'm really excited about the, the Raglan signing. I, we definitely need some more linebacker help. Um, Blake Martinez was fantastic. So I, I think he's going to work really well with him. Um, I, it, it all comes down to what happens with Galladay. I think that's going to, really set the tone for where we go for the rest of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, Midge, you, you mentioned a guy, John Ross, that you were quite excited about signing. Yeah, I think, well, I say excited about, I think it's um, the, the best way I'd like to describe his metaphor is he's a very low-risk, high-reward guy. I mean, because obviously yeah. he was drafted very high by Cincinnati, supposed to be this amazing speedster, had a lot of talent. He's obviously been very injury-prone. He's had some injury issues. But, you know, for, for, I think you've literally signed him like dirt cheap, like on a two million. Two million yep. dollar deal. One year, I think it was two million. So yeah, I, yeah, I am all like about that. that deal. Yeah, I think it, it was worth the shot. Yeah, I mean, because if it works out, then Dave Gettleman looks like a genius, you know. Because it, 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 it might just take that one team to go right. You know, if you get no injury issues, like you will get some snaps on this offense, you know. And it might yeah. help. You know, uh, Daniel Jones might take make a relationship with him. So I think a low risk, high reward's very good. I've always been That's high true. on Cole. I've always been high on Carl Rudolph. I love the guy. He's a very good pro. He's been great yeah. in his position for years. Very good signing as well. And to be fair, for, the, for what you're paying him, not too bad in comparison to how, you know, he can actually help. Um, it, yeah. Like I say, other than Evan Ingram, it's not a bad option. So I like that there. And, that, and, and then just the news before you came on about Reggie Raglan. Now, 
I mean, he's been back and forth. I believe he'd come from the Bills anyway when he was on their roster. And I know he had some issues. I don't know if it was off the field issues, but he looks like a cheap deal at linebacker. So you're, you're giving out these sort of year prove it deals to try and save the little money you have, you know, to try and get, get, get some players to, you know, become at, at least be, um, what's the word, be part of this roster and actually be that can contribute. At yeah, least. absolutely. So, and Gettleman, Gettleman knows he's on on the end of his rope. He knows that if we have another five and eight, six and six, don't improve type of season, that he's going to be gone. He's he's you know hitched his wagon to Daniel Jones, and he that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, and I, I feel you're so committed to Daniel Jones. I mean, you sort of like hear a lot of organisations after a few years, and the, the quarterback hasn't really taken off. They're a bit like itchy feet and they're sort of looking around and right. a lot of fans, but I don't really hear that from the Giants organization so much. You know, I feel like yeah. they're committed still, which is, I suppose it's good. You know, it's good. For it's, the it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's, it's worked out well for the Cardinals how they put, you know, they got mm. out of Josh Rosen real quick. Um, but you know, it does, there's a lot of teams too, like you said that just, you know, after a year or two, they just, they cut bait and then look what Ryan Tannehill's done with Tennessee after, you know, I guarantee you Miami would have loved to have him the past couple of years and yep. not have to use that high draft capital on Tua. And, you know, people, there's still question marks about Tua, mm-hmm. which I do like him, but um, yeah, I, it's, I like how Gettleman's pretty much putting all his eggs in one basket with Daniel Jones. It's, it would have set this team so far back. And, and to be fair, what I was talking about earlier about how, you know, maybe it wasn't worth it to take Saquon Barkley, but mm-hmm. they were, we were rumored to take Josh Rosen. So, you know, it, yeah. even though everybody's just worse. the quarterback, it could have been worse. So, yeah. and uh, obviously, you, you locked up Leonard Williams, which is obviously a great, great piece of business. I think you know, big contract, but I mean, you're happy with you're happy with locking him up. Yeah, I am absolutely, and it's another example of what I don't like about Gettleman. He traded, you know, the picks for Leonard Williams when he was going to be a free agent. He mm. got his guy. He's got a great eye for talent, but he makes some bonehead decisions when it comes to payroll. You know, we and, and uh, you know, roster construction and draft capital and stuff like that. We overpaid for Len Williams because we had to give it, I not the contract to trade for him when he yep. had half a season left on his contract, then to franchise tag him, then to give him this big contract. You know, we weren't going anywhere two years ago. So let the season play out and then, you know, offer him a big contract. Yeah, it's more of a risk, but you have that draft capital that we had to give up for him. If anything, you bring him in and sort of end up picking higher, I suppose, because he's right, right, exactly. After season, <laughs> I mean, so we talk about you know you picking up this wide receiver. I mean, is it something you potentially can address in the draft? Because for me, you know, there's four premier pass catchers in this, and I'm including the tight end Carl Pitts, Waddle, Smith, and Chase, and I think that one of them will be available to you at eleven. You know, there's I don't see any scenario where one of them isn't available. So is that sort of a route you'd be happy to go? Absolutely. And honestly, even if we we do sign Galladay, I would be perfectly fine still taking another wide receiver. Yeah. Like I said, I, I like Slayton and I like Shepard. I think they're both – Slayton for me is a poor man's Deshaun Jackson. I think he's, he's, you know, that deep threat, you know, can he develop into a little more maybe, but I don't ever see him being, you know, a, a huge weapon. And Shepard is just he's, – he's solid. He's a good – I love him on the team, but – he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. And he's just, he's not that guy that is going to take over a game. I think he's a perfect type of slot guy. You know, somebody who 
third and long, you know, you want him in there. He's, he's going to make the tough catches, but we need weapons. If, if we're going in on Daniel Jones, I mean, you yeah. put in Galladay with uh, Waddle and Ingram at tight end, you know, Barkley in the backfield. There's no excuses for Daniel Jones after that. He'll have the weapons. So um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, knowing the way that Gettleman works. He's, he's still got that old school football mentality. He wants the, the big guys. I wouldn't be surprised if we go – uh, if we sign Galladay, if we wound up going defensive line, which we do need pass rush, yeah. so you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset about that. But I would be I I got a feeling if if we don't sign Galladay, we'll probably spend some more on the defense and draft a wide receiver and then flip flop if um if that's yeah. the case. And I think that's per- you're giving him the the perfect situation to succeed. You know you've drafted his protection last year. And you're now going to draft a weapon potentially. I mean, yep. we done our mock drafts the other week, and I actually gave you um, Rousseau because I, I believe he's sort of like a, a top five guy that could potentially yep. drop to you at you know eleven. I think yep. most of the top ten this year is going to be offense. You know, it's going to be quarterbacks yep. and uh, offensive line. So you know, that's the sort of guy I like. I mean, do you like him? Yeah, absolutely. I would be more than happy with that. Um, you know, I've even saw some. <laughs> It's you look at Giants mock drafts and they're all over the field because they need so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen Waddle. I've seen. I don't think Pitts is going to make it to eleven. I feel like somebody's mm-hmm. going to wind up taking him. I think Pitts and um, Chase are going to be off the board. I think if we're looking at wide receiver, we're probably going to be looking at um, Devonta Smith or um, or Waddle. Um, who was it? the guy from Michigan? I think it is. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, a defensive lineman. I've been seeing him. Oh, uh, Quay Pie. Yeah, Quay Pie. Yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. seen uh, him mock to us as well, which I'd be perfectly fine with that. But yeah. as long as we get our wide receiver one, we have to. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no option. Whatever way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether it's through yeah. the draft, whether it's through free agency, yeah. priority number one is we've got to get Daniel Jones a wide receiver one. Yeah. I think it's a good point you've mentioned, though, because, you know, I haven't watched the Giants much. I think especially I've not last year I didn't watch him too much. Um, funny enough, the only game I watched. Trust me. No, <laughs> well, funny enough, the only game, uh, the, the main game, I, it was the last uh, game of the regular uh, week of the regular season. Sorry, and you're playing Dallas, uh, I think in Dallas. Yep. And Andy Dalton does Andy Dalton throws like one of the worst picks. Like I'm not like slating, you know, that Giants defense is is good, but like he threw right, one no. of the worst picks I've seen. <laughs> And that's and I've seen some picks from Andy Dalton. I was like, great, yeah. and that really <laughs> cots my bets up the whole night. So I wasn't a happy uh. bunny. But but other than that, like it, I think from my I've looked at Daniel Jones because obviously, like you say, he's such a high pick, and I think like a lot of Giants fans have said, you could have got him later. You know, obviously, can't change the past; it's happened. But right. it's a case of as well where he is that type of player that he's not going to be that game changer. And yeah. and I think it's good we've touched upon that because he hasn't shown that type of ability. Like it is what it is like, and that's nothing, nothing bad on him. That is just saying he's not that he's not a Patrick. All right. Maybe I'm putting it quite a top there, but he's not right. a guy that can change. Maybe not going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but like, yeah, you can have a guy that if, as long as the pieces are there, especially in offensive line, you know, if, you, if you're going to be down within, in them offensive line rankings, the offense is going to struggle no matter what in, in run and pass, you know, it's, it's such a key element that I think is really, has to be touched upon. And like you say, Daniel Jones needs at least a, a guy, even if it's just what or, or, it'd be nice to spread the ball around. But if he knows he's got, I don't know, let's say for argument's sake, Cole Pitts down, down running down, yeah. you know, seems up the middle 
and he lofts them up to him, I'm sure he'll be a happy bunny, you know, and it, and it yes, will help yeah. his progression. <laughs> Absolutely. It will help his progression. And I think it's something we, it's good that we've touched upon that Daniel Jones can, can be a good, and the NFL was proven with teams that they've built rosters around. You can win with a mediocre guy. Like it, yep. it, it, it is a proven formula that can work. Yep. So and Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson won Super Bowls. So exactly. if those guys can win, then, then we exactly. can win with Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones possibly could if the team's there. And I'm, I'm, I completely agree with that, depending what happens. But the, the analogy is right. So I and, think this, it's and that's it, though. It, like we've said, it's an important year for him. He needs to. He needs to come good this year. You need to give him the, the right opportunity, but he needs to yep. come good. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, yep. Eli Manning, when he won his two Super Bowls, he had Plaxico Burris, he had Akeem yep. Nix, and Victor Cruz. So, yeah, yep. we had fantastic defenses, but we had some weapons on offense too. On sportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. So, I mean, if we if we push it, then what's your sort of ideal pick then? You know, with the guys we've mentioned, I mean, who's your sort of ideal pickup? Any sort of trade involved? Would you be happy to sort of trade up and get I would, get I would, I would love to trade back, but Gettleman yeah. has yeah. never done it ever. Um, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> if we sign, like I said, my, my number one main priority is that uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Win. So if we sign Galladay, my ideal scenario would be trade back because um, we yeah. do have a lot of holes. That being said, if we don't, let's say we – Galladay signs with the Bengals, who he's rumored to be uh, looking at. I want Waddle. I think he would be a perfect complement to both Shepard and um, Slayton. I think he would be a guy that could come in and be the wide receiver one from day one. Yeah. If, I mean, it's really interesting, actually. I mean, we've done uh, 20 of these now where we've got, you know, guests from our team. Sure. And the majority of people actually want to trade back. That's the... Yeah. That's the sort of thing that sort of is. I mean, we're Falcons fans. We're desperate to trade back and forth. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? oh I mean, yeah, absolutely. And you sort of think, from a fan's perspective, normally you'd want to be taking the best guy there. You know, I think you'd expect people to want to trade up. It does show the sort of level right. that people do sort of know about building their roster and stuff. I think you know? that's got some some fantasy aspect in it too, because everybody yeah. and startups, everybody wants to trade back and get more assets. Yeah. So I think that yeah. has a little bit to do with it too. But and too, you know. The, the teams at the top of the draft, all of them are going to have a lot of holes. So we're not one player away. You know, if we're we're not drafting a quarterback, so it doesn't do us any good to be that high. So I would definitely, yeah. unless we're able to get yeah. that that weapon, I would like to trade back. It's it's good to touch upon as well. It shows the fact that I've, uh, you know, we've spoken to some real, you know, everyone we've had on has been great, you know, but the people that have really dived in depth of like dissecting rosters on their team have pointed out how good and how deep this draft is it's it's been it's yep. quite a deep draft for the first time in a few years so yeah, absolutely the fact that you're looking at teams that actually they know they want to trade back because they know there's a lot of value especially really in day two and some you'll they'll find some gems in day three so yeah, the absolutely. fact that they're looking at that is showing that that's how much faith they have in like okay we maybe don't need to get someone that high in round one we'll trade back get some picks in day two and you can still get some guys that can contribute to the team and maybe even the starter, you know, so it's, it, yeah. it is interesting. The fact that we've spoken to so many teams that, that and people that would happily trade <laughs> back for this draft, maybe another draft, they might not, but it's just good to right. point out that yeah. this is, this is a deep class this year for, for a lot of positions. Yep. Absolutely. In my dream scenario, I'm hoping that the uh, quarterback run starts and everybody starts straightening up, you know, yep. with those first five to eight picks, like five quarterbacks go, and then just, just have that that value keep dropping down to us. We'll see if it happens. You never yeah. know. You know, the draft is is impossible to predict, but 
that would be my dream scenario to have some some value drop to us. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, if Carl Pitts is there at 11, I, I think that answer completely changes oh, yeah. you. You don't want to trade yeah. down, do you? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would absolutely love Kyle Pitts at 11. Yeah. That would be just amazing. But I just That's I true. think he's going to be there. Okay, so I mean, if we touch upon sort of like a way too early prediction, let's let's go ahead and say you do get a receiver, okay. you know, be it Galladay or someone in the draft. Because I think you are going to get someone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they're yeah, going to be that hard on your family. Gettleman did say it, that his, his priority yeah. is to get Daniel Johnson weapons. So I do think it's going to happen. So, I mean, what sort of record you, can you see yourselves having next year in this, you know, easier division? Let's just say it's probably the yeah. yep. easiest Absolutely. division going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the team I fear the most of this division is the uh, the Washington football yep. team. I completely agree. Man, they, especially getting Curtis Samuel, that defense they have. If they wind up getting a franchise quarterback in the next year or two, they are going to be tough to beat. And that's hard for me to mm-hmm. say because my best friends are Redskins fans. So <laughs> I, I really hate saying that. Um, I think a realist, if we get a weapon, um, you know, we get a pass rusher and get somebody decent opposite of Bradbury, I think eight and eight is, is within reach. Um, the miracle, you know, if, if I think that's, that's a, a, a pretty safe projection. I could definitely, if things break right, maybe nine wins, but I don't see this as a 10 win team. I think this is a team that could win the division with like an eight and eight, yeah. you know, a nine and seven type of record. But we, we won a Super Bowl that way in, in uh, what, 2007. So, you know, crazier yeah. things have happened. That's the yeah. thing. At the end of the day, you, you make the playoffs and you never know what's going to happen, do you? you know? Yep, absolutely. And you're in a perfect position in this division to, to do that. Yep. That I mean, for me personally, I think, as you say, I think Washington are, for me, the favourites to win the division. Yep. Um, you've obviously got you. the Cowboys with with Prescott now. That's, you know, they're always going to be competitive, but I, don't, I just think there's too many holes in the Cowboys, and they haven't got the money to address it. Yeah, um, exactly. That defense is just so abysmal. Yeah. Oh, so I, I do think you're in a position where you can make a run for this, like you say, eight or nine wins, and that might be enough if you, you know, if you're lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. what for you, Midge? What's, what's your sort of uh, I'm in the same, but I think the ceiling can be there. I think it's obviously there is. I think there's a lot relying on home run hits. You know, obviously getting a very decent weapon. Daniel Jones takes a step forward because of that weapon and etc. You know, there's a lot of like domino effects that can happen. Right. Um, I think, like I say, the one thing to touch upon, like, like I pointed out at the start of this episode, that you guys were always chasing the division. I know pretty much every team, I think bar the Eagles in the end, who pretty much sacked it off with the last game with what happened when they kept bench hurts for Subfield. But mm-hmm. in the case of where you look at what the Giants can have in this division, it, it's up for grabs. And, and I agree with both of you. I mean, I mean, the coach's been high on Washington um, for a while. He's very high on their defense. They, you know, they've got to remember, they had a really good deep. They still have a really good defense. It's one of the best defenses in the league and it's very I think it's very undervalued just for the fact they were seven and nine um yeah. so yeah and other than that Prescott who look he he makes Cowboys better I, I don't really agree with how much they paid him but uh, that's just the quarterback going right these days and that wanted exactly. to get paid because he got tagged the other year it was always going to happen uh, inevitably so but like you said, they've got hardly any money now, and the and the Cowboys got too many holes on defense alone, not even offense. Like the defensively, they've just got to sort a lot of stuff out. So there's winnable games in this division, is what I'm trying to point out. Even with the Eagles, I mean, Hurts might take off, but the Eagles are there for the taking. They're not really looking to get primed or anything, you know. Realistically, if you look at how they're going to go, I I, I think Hurts is going to have some growing pains, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, this is there's some winnable games in this division. 
to at least try and propel you guys, you know. So, um, yeah, there could be some games on that, Ross. I mean, I mean, last year, I mean, you know, you beat teams like Seattle that came out of nowhere. You might get that odd type of win. But right. I think the ceiling for me, depending on what happens, I think I still think it's hard. I think six to eight wins it is it seems like a very common bracket. If the if the offense can propel and the defense stays stout, it could be it could be interesting. But I think it's 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 so hard to tell because there's so many I think there's gonna be so many domino effects that's gonna happen either yep. way, mainly for Daniel Jones, which is what you've got to look at. And like you said, I think it is literally gonna be his make or break year. Um yep. however way you look at it, even with with help or not. <laughs> which he should get help because Dave Gettleman will be wanting him to be there, I'm sure. Yep, yep, I completely agree. And, you know, talking about the last game with Washington and Philadelphia, I've had a conversation with a couple of different fans, and I'm so glad we did not win the division and go to the playoffs. Some people yep. call me a bad fan because I didn't want my team to win and go to the playoffs, but I would much rather not go into the playoffs and be in that 11 spot versus making yep. the playoffs, losing the that Giants team was not going to win the Super Bowl last year. No. <laughs> I'd re, we're, I don't want the 19th pick. Yeah. You know? Two years no. ago, we beat Washington in two meaningless, meaningless games, and that cost us Chase Young. So mm. for me, I would much rather lose. You know, I want what's best for them long term, and squeaking into the playoffs with an okay team that's not going to win the Super Bowl. You know, There's a diff- big difference between that team last year and the team that squeaked in in 2007 and stunned yeah. the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, I mean, we had we had Robbie from the Run Boys Network on yeah. for Washington episode. I love he, Robbie. You know, yeah, he's, he was brilliant. And he, he said exactly the same. He said, we were never going to do anything in the playoffs. Right. You know, in fact, they did actually do well out of that game because they, they found yeah, Tyler Yeah, they played Hedekin. pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> game game, yeah. Game a game, definitely. But, but um, like you say, yeah. you know, you're, you're in a better position in this offseason with your pick, so. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean, to sum it up, I suppose it's sort of Daniel Jones's last year and it's Gentleman's last year, unless somewhat something happens and they propel win the division. I think if, <laughs> if we win the division, I think if we make the playoffs, I think he'll get he'll get more time. But if yeah. we don't make the playoffs, I think I think it's done. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair evaluation there, Jay. But uh, we'll cap it off there for us. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, uh, talking yeah, giants with us. Really great to uh, take your time out. But yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I've had a lot of fun. All uh, right. All good. So, guys, just so for listening, we will be having more episodes of Off Season Talk come up very, very, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. We're near to the end now, so we're getting all these done before the draft kicks up. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care, stay safe, and catch you next time.